pullover. Lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time. Your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello, sweet listener. Today's episode will begin by a reading of The Guest House by Rumi. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house, empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. This is one of those poems that is such a beautiful reminder I was speaking with someone recently and I reminded them that this truth, you know, that this too shall pass, that everything passes, this is a truth that is very comforting in hard times and it's not a truth we want to hear in the good times. But the truth is, it is always true, this too shall pass. We are always in movement. In the previous episode, Time to Realign, you may have been reflecting regrouping, reassessing where you are in your life, in your projects, and taking time to kind of look at this, you know, zoom out, look at this bigger picture. And the truth is that, you know, along the way, this is, life is a journey. (laughs) And these are, when we're zooming out, we're looking at a bigger picture. Even though we don't know what's going to happen and we don't know how big our picture is, we don't know how much time we have, but for the purpose of creating in this moment, creating as though there is this mysterious and infinite possible lifetime. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to talk about baths. I know, and this sounds like, what? <laughs> Guest house. Okay, so okay, we're at a guest house. Offer them a bath, you know, (laughs) give them a pile of, give sorrow and misery a little set of towels on their bed with like a, you know, a mint or something. Um, So trust me, this will all come together, I believe. (laughs) That's the point. So we all know, you're listening to this, so I know that you know that like the bubble bath is one of the biggest self clear, self (laughs) clear. That would be such a great character name. (laughs) Anyway, self-care, self-care cliches, right? The bubble bath, me time, bubble bath, a bath bomb. I'm just going to soak in a tub and, you know, have a glass of whatever and, you know, light some candles. And 
I know that actually quite a lot of people can't stand this <laughs> and really don't like taking baths. And so this being held up as like one of the best things you can do or the ultimate, you know, self-care thing, um, you know, it's got, it's got a, it's got a bit of a, you know, it's a bit controversial for some anyways. But the reason why, um, so this is one thing is right. The bath, there's a reason, there's so many reasons why this, and I'll just, in case it's not obvious, I love baths and <laughs> soaking and immersing and all of that. It's definitely something that my body loves and it is self-care for me, unless it's not. And recently I was having a day where it was really calling for a bath. Also, I want to acknowledge not everybody has the facilities for a bath, right? So some people can only shower, some people can only bathe, and some people have the option for both. Um, so that being acknowledged, I have the option for both. And I thought this is a day I really need a bath. And, and then this voice inside me was like, nope, <laughs> like, that's not it. And I was like, really? Like, cause a bath kind of does it. And I, I listened a little more closely and it was very clear that like the energy that is usually so caring about being in a bathtub was not what I needed. What I needed was the motion of a shower so I still needed to go to the element of water. That was still going to be part of my, my self-care practice that day. But there was something I really needed to be in touch with, a different kind of energy and a different kind of care. So I'm just going to outline for you why you might take a bath and why you might take a shower. And just to consider pausing the next time you need some kind of elemental water time, um, ask yourself, check in and see which one would actually serve you better, of course, providing you have the option for both. So when I think about baths and what I love about that is you can, if you are just, you've had enough, it's an invitation to sit. It's an invitation to immerse, to be immersed in warmth, to be surrounded by warmth. Um, obviously with a bath, there are a lot of products and things you can add in, right? Like you can add in essential oils, bubbles, a bath bomb, salt, you know, whatever, um, rubber duckies, <laughs> whatever you want to put in there. Then you can also set up the scene in kind of a nice way, right? Cause you'll have this edge around the bathtub or, you know, a stool next to the bathtub where you can like, um, light candles or have music, um, some people write while they're in the bathtub. Some people, um, I had a friend record me and I've done this to record audio from the bathtub. It's like this total like stream of consciousness that just like once you're in that relaxed space and the acoustics are usually pretty great. Um, another trick I love about bath time is, um, I also want to be surrounded by life and my bathroom doesn't have natural light. So I would just bring in a whole bunch of house plants. Like I would bring all of them in, <laughs> just sit them all over the place. So it felt like I was somewhere else. It felt like I'm in a jungle or it felt like I'm at a spa in a garden, something like that. Um, and you can also water them while you're in there, but you don't have to, cause this is, <laughs> this is you time. But I think there's some, what's the, what, like the energy is very pampering it's very still, it's cradled. It's like, I'm just going to sink in here. I'm going to be held by the container of this basin of this tub. I'm going to be held in this water. I'm going to let my body just soak up all of this beautiful, you know, moisturizing, whatever you've got going on. And it's just, you can just exhale and relax and even take a nap. 
um, in there and enjoy how your body feels underwater. It's a very beautiful experience if that's something you're into. The shower can also have really incredible properties. So maybe you wish you had a bathtub and don't, but I'm going to sell you on the shower (laughs) because it's also really healing and lovely in a very different way. So on this day when my, I had that inner voice say, nah, it's not time for a bath. It's time for a shower. It's because I really needed to connect with the chaos that was coming at me in my life, circumstantial, worldly, whatever. I really needed to feel like I was in my body and that I was standing strong and that, you know, things could move past me. Things could move through me. Things could bounce off of me. I didn't have to absorb. I didn't have to immerse. I didn't have to, you know, sink in. This, you know, you can have the water and even if you're just barely, if you're having a really rough day and like you're really in kind of like a, a mental health emergency day, if you can somehow get yourself into the shower and just all you have to do is stand there. You don't have to do all the production of the bath, right? That's another thing too. If you're overwhelmed, the bath can feel like an, like a, a to-do list, right? Um, you can certainly get a whole lot of FOMO looking at other people's bath photos on social media or wherever, right? Um, but with a shower, you just got to get in there and turn the water on. And once you're in there, that warm water, you get it to a temperature that feels good for your body. You can just let it hit you where your heart is. Just stand there so that, and be intentional about it so that the water is lined up with your heart. And while you're standing there, you can just imagine that this water is watering seeds in your heart. It is warming your heart. It is applying pressure to your heart. It is giving your heart a massage. It is such a beautiful thing to do. And if that maybe even feels like a bit too much, you can turn around and have the water hit your back, but picture it hitting your heart from your back body. So you don't even have to face it if that feels like too much. You can turn around and just feel the warmth in the middle of your back, in the middle of your shoulder blades, and imagine that it is coming in gently like a hand on your back saying, it's okay, I got you. And it is still reaching your heart just from the back, right? And all you have to do is be there with it. You can also imagine too, like the, whatever the water is, um, you know, receive it as it's coming through, receive it as it hits your body for whatever it is. And then it's going, right? It's releasing, it is dropping. You can imagine as the water is moving down the drain, what it is you want to like cleanse, what it is you want to release, what it is you want to surrender, right? This is a really beautiful connection with like the rushing, the movement, warming, um, and also being grounded amongst that kind of motion, right? Which is a different thing than if you're in the tub. It's very still, still water, right? Deep water. Or this like rushing movement thing where you're like, I'm releasing, I am releasing, I am releasing. Um, You can even imagine that you are part of a landscape. You can imagine that you are the tallest tall of the tallest trees and this is a storm that is coming through and it is pouring over you and it's nourishing you can imagine that you are a mountain and this water is you know 
from some kind of stream and it's pouring down. And you can even imagine that you are actually a waterfall as the water is moving over your body. Imagine water moving over rocks, moving so beautifully and falling, pooling, and then moving on. So I wanted, I had this thought and I really, um, enjoyed the shower. I really enjoyed what it gave me and I really enjoyed bringing intention to it, which I think maybe, um, is maybe more popular to do with a bath because of the production and ritual involved. And while ritual, you know, I'm a sucker for ritual, but like, you know, sometimes you just really need to be, uh, to have things be easy. You know, sometimes the most loving thing is whatever's the easiest way to, and the quickest way to show yourself some love. So I wanted to offer you those two things and how this is tying back into <laughs> Rumi and the guest house is the reason why I needed this shower and why I love this. And I've been thinking a lot lately about rivers. Basically, I've been thinking about moving bodies of water in general and just this feeling of like things passing, things moving, not being able to keep up with it. And reminding myself that I don't need to, and that's not the point of the river, right? <laughs> like, you can never, you can never keep up with it. You can never catch all of it. The point is, is that it's moving and moving past and moving through and moving around. You know, when I, um, over the past three and a half years, as I've managed the recovery of my brain injury post-concussion, there would be these times where, you know, I would feel like I... I, well, never mind the beginning. The beginning was like a shit show, but as, as I had some awareness about like managing recovery, um, including now, there would be times where I'm like, I feel like I'm managing. Okay. I'm kind of doing okay. And there would be a time as there is with lots of healing, you know, paths where, you know, I, I go past my capacity. I hit some kind of wall, the symptoms rise and I have to retreat. And um, I've used lots of different metaphors for these times. Sometimes I've called it a crash. Sometimes I call it a contraction. Sometimes I say I've dropped all the balls. <laughs> you know, it's just like, that's it. I'm, I have to go and I have to take care of myself and I just, I can't do anything anymore. And I have to surrender to this. This has been a very humbling practice. Perhaps some of you can relate in some way to the need to stop everything and take immediate care of yourself. And the that hard thing, right, of like, I'm not going to get to every email. I'm not going to call these people back. It's not even that you make these decisions. It's just that that's what happens, right? It's like when there's an emergency, when you're going through a divorce or someone dies, like you can't be on top of it anymore. And in those moments, um, maybe it's just easier in those moments to just kind of say, fuck it and <laughs> not follow up on everything. Um because it's so hard to push through in those times when you're pushed that far. Um, I think a lot of us don't give ourselves permission to take these breaks and pause and, you know, drop a few balls here and there um, because of the culture, because of lots of reasons why, you know, we associate our worth with productivity and, and also we want to be responsible and we want to achieve and all that. But I think it's just so interesting that sometimes it takes something very serious for us to finally just let go and drop a few balls. And some, in my case, dropping lots. And when I would go through these phases where I needed to drop all the balls, let's say, um, 
you know, I would come out and it was like almost more overwhelming to start getting energy back because I put this pressure on myself that I had to catch up or I had to go back. I had to make up for what I'd lost. There was no way in hell that was happening. I could just tell, tell you that right now. Like there's, there's just no catching up. So this is what I mean about the river, right? It's like these things are all coming through. You can't go back. You know, I can't go back and pick up the balls. I can't go back into the river and like, you know, it's like pressing rewind on life. You can't do it. So what would happen is um, I would come back and I had to practice and I still do this, forgiving myself and loving myself, even though I'm, I'm never picking up a lot of these balls, right? I'm, it's, I'm not going to get done the things I wanted to get done. Um, they're not happening. I can't, you know, I've stopped making promises of like, I'm going to catch up. I'm going to go back. I'm going to do this. It was not in service of healing. It was not realistic. It wasn't sustainable. It wasn't happening. Plus all these new balls come in. <laughs> it's like, this metaphor is going to be weird, but like, imagine you're standing in a river and like the, you know, the water is flowing and then you like duck underneath it for a while let's say for three weeks, you pop up, it's a whole other river, right? Like you can't, what did I miss? It doesn't even matter. You just have to be present with what is happening right now. And that's why sometimes these like meditative, intentional self-care showers can connect you with that, right? With, okay, here I am, things are moving, I'm okay. Here I am, all the stuff I didn't do down the drain, there's new water coming, you know? My body is warm, I'm okay. I am enough. I'm taking care of myself. And while this happens, um, this happens to us every day. What I love about that, uh, the guest house by Rumi is, you know, they're talking about emotions coming through and letting them move through. Now this can happen in an hour, but there can also be sort of like a, like a bigger version of this where you're not just letting sadness in swirl around and then release. That could happen in a moment. You could have a bubbling up of grief and then it's gone almost as fast as it came. But in this season, I've been talking with so many people, including those in my self-marriage, my the Art of Self-Marriage community, about this idea of different selves, um, selves we're letting go of, selves we are no longer, selves we are releasing. And this is something that, you know, it's come up for me a lot with... Um, I think it probably has come up for a lot of us since the pandemic, since a big life change and uh, any transition that you have in your own personal life as well, whether it be a healthcare situation or you were not a parent and now you are, or you were married and now you're not. Um, there's these different selves. I am, you know, there was the self who used to do this. There was a self who used to always believe this and these selves are no longer here or they're on their way out. This is a, a nice time of year to think about ghosts and ghostly selves. If you imagine these parts of you that you are no longer, you may have mixed feelings about this because some of them are ones that you wanted out. <laughs> you know, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm doing the guest house and, you know, this is a gift and I'm, I'll be really happy when this particular past self is off the sofa. Um, making room for more delight. But there might be some selves that you really loved having and it feels like they left a little too soon. Um, and there's other selves coming in. And, you know, we're not, 
like light switches, you know, like these things happen and sometimes they're happening at the same time. You might have selves that are kind of on their way out, partially on their way out while other ones are kind of gathering at the door. Do you feel like you're in one of these times? Are there past selves that you feel kind of done with? Maybe they've overstayed their welcome. Maybe they left too soon. I want you to think about this and if it feels meaningful or helpful in just clarifying any kind of like, not identity crisis, but um, some discomfort, some confusion around the mystery of how you're feeling during a time of change, see if you can journal about which of these selves are leaving, which selves are on their way out, which selves are you happy to see go, which selves are you celebrating are gone? <laughs> and uh, which ones maybe are you mourning that they have left? I know when you have a change in your health, your abilities, um, it, can be, it can be really mixed. Like if you are, let's say, um, a new parent and you're so happy with this new parent self, you wanted this new parent self. It, it was a dream of yours to become a parent. And now there's that other single self or parent, you know, parent-free self. And that's, that's just not the same anymore. That's not here anymore. It's different now. And it's okay to feel sad about that, right? It's okay that when there's a new one coming into your guest house, that you're excited to welcome them at the same time as being sad that there was one that left to make room for this new self, right? It's okay that this is complicated, of course it is. It's very, you know, it's so um, tender and it's, it's really witnessing your life, right? If you are married to yourself or just imagine that you are, I know a lot of people consider one of the major things about wanting long-term committed partnerships is having a witness, you know, like it's not about money or security or, you know, all these things that it might maybe used to be about at a different time. But there's something about witnessing, like, well, why bother staying together? It's wanting a witness for your life. This idea of growing old isn't like, well, we stayed in this shit relationship and we hung on. It's like wanting someone who knew you when, wanting someone who was able to be there and see you and meet all of these different selves, right? So you can do this for yourself. It is a loving thing to do. Um, you know, if you can like to list them, to name them. And also to thank them. I'm kind of joking about the ones like you kind of want it out of there. I know what that's like. Um, I have recently noticed <laughs> a past self has left the building. And she was one who just, you know, was using a lot of coping mechanisms that um, I'll just say weren't really like emotionally mature, right? And she was doing what she could. She was trying so hard. And a few things have been happening in my life recently that were been really challenging. And I've noticed after the fact, I was like, wow, I responded really differently to that. Like the old me would have responded in a very different way. And I was so proud of how I showed up instead. And it happened so, you know, a few times in a row where I was like, wow, like so proud. And so like, you know, this is my 20th year of self-marriage these things take time. Some things are immediate and some things just can only be built with time. I can see that the work I have done 
in the last 20 years, those initial vows that I gave to honor myself first before others and to be in relationships that support my my marriage to myself, support it in, in helping it grow, support it in making it, you know, safe and, uh, and enjoyable in lots of other things. Um, it took a lot of time. So I was feeling really proud. And then I was able to name like, oh, old Danette would have done this. Old Danette would have lashed out and blamed other people. Old Danette would have, you know, um, made other people responsible for her feelings, you know, like all kinds of things that just, just didn't happen, just didn't happen, like with no effort. <laughs> and I want, don't want to say no effort. I mean, it's, be, it's the fruit of years of work of like laying this foundation down and really having it land. And so today I went for a walk and I spoke with her and I thanked her. And I was like, wow, like I could really see, instead of saying, oh, thank God she's out of here. God, she couldn't deal with anything. And now I'm so glad she's gone. Well, this is still a part of you. And just because you're in a marriage with yourself or a relationship that's loving with yourself, um, yeah, it's in the present moment, but it's all of who you are. Because I wouldn't be this person without her. And she was doing her absolute best with what she knew how at the time. And as I was reflecting and thanking her, I was thanking her for keeping the vision. Like she was just working really hard and wouldn't let go of her belief in love and her belief in relationship and growth and her desire to be seen and known. You know, the desires and the needs and the values were all really beautiful things that if she had given those up, I wouldn't be doing this work. I wouldn't be this person. You know, she didn't have the tools, but she didn't let that stop her. She found other ways of coping. Dear listener, is anything coming to mind as I tell you this story? Is there a way that you used to behave? And I'm not saying you're perfect now and you don't have any of these things now, but is there a way in which you're even 2% better than you used to be? Are there things now that you handle or that you can think about that you have peace about or clarity about that maybe you from five years ago just wouldn't have been able to fathom? This is a really nice opportunity, a nice journaling opportunity to thank the selves who are leaving, acknowledge what they have given you, and tell them, thank you, because of you, I'm here and I have this wisdom. I have learned this. Um, This is where I am now. It's so important, dear listener, for you to acknowledge the deep, beautiful work that you do, for all of the growth that you do and the impact that it has over time. It doesn't have to be instant gratification and it doesn't have to be external gratification and validation. This is something that you can do for you. You can be your own witness. And maybe you want to do that. Take it to, uh, if you want some homework, you can take it to the bath, you can take it to the shower. You can just think about it. You can write about it or you can speak about it. I was given the assignment from my therapist (laughs) to do some journaling and uh, I chose to do it with audio. I went for a walk in the rain and I spoke directly to this past self and I just spoke from the heart. I found that in this case, that was going to be the fastest immediate um, connection to my heart and to this self. And just a gentle reminder that this is ongoing, you know, um, it can be overwhelming. 
it can be uncomfortable. And you are so beautiful. You know, you are such a beautiful creature. You are here listening and reflecting on this. I know that you have hope and I know that you, you know, want more. And I know that you are really putting in an effort to be kind to yourself just by being here. So I thank you because this work really does help not only you, everyone you touch and just love itself. I think this is why, you know, I, there's a lot of reasons why I do this work, but I feel like if you can really, the times when I've really loved myself and been at peace with all of who I am, including the real shitty parts, (laughs) like including the parts that are like making, you know, mistakes and causing harm and, you know, not acting out well, doing the best I can, the more I can forgive and understand myself, the more capable I am of forgiving and understanding others, and at the very least of causing less harm to others and to myself. Now, of course, this is work that we're doing in the art of self-marriage. This is just a drop in the bucket. We're two months into the program. I am so grateful. I am so into it. I am just loving loving this group and this program. And I want to invite you to consider putting your name on the wait list. You can go to theartofselfmarriage.com, fill out the application, which it will put you on the wait list for the next round. That's theartofselfmarriage.com. And if you don't want to wait, I am taking clients. You can always check in at radicalcreativesanctuary.com. On the main page, there will be a picture of a phone um, and you can click right there and schedule a call with me to talk about me and you coaching one-on-one, helping you release these past selves, helping you meet and acknowledge and welcome and encourage the future selves, the ones that are coming in, the one you really want to move into. It is different with a coach. It is so helpful. I get a lot of help. That's how I have done all of this work. I believe in it so strongly and I believe in you and I believe that you are worth it. You are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. Special thanks as always to Allison Tarr of techcoven.com and techcoven on YouTube for making the soft shoulder possible and bringing it to you. You can help me if you've enjoyed this episode or any episode of The Soft Shoulder. I encourage you to please say thank you with a five-star review. Say thank you by forwarding it directly to a friend. Say thank you by sharing it, by you know leaving a review or just tapping that five-star thing. It really helps other people find it and other people hear maybe the thing that they need to hear is to start making some really big changes in their life. Thank you so much for your trust and your time. Take good care and I'll talk to you soon.